Okay, people, we have got another episode of Chin Check for you today, and um, we are going to be looking back at week two of season four of Dana White's Contender Series, as well as breaking down the upcoming UFC 252 Stipe v. the trilogy fight. Okay, so uh, people, sit back and enjoy. And let's see how many fights we can get right this week. <laughs> okay, so last night we had the second week of season four of Dana White's contender series, and uh, man, we had some good fights. We really had some good fights. Like first fight, we had Impa Casania against Anthony Adams, and um, this was interesting, right? So it was um, actually I think it was both of their second um, outing. On the contender series Now Kazania looked good last time One But he didn't get the call Just because of inexperience Right But since then He's tried to get fights Everyone's been cancelled You know So it, it's a t- it was a tough situation Right And the fight started off He You know Adams was doing a really good job In the first round but what we saw, Kasanya made some just great adjustments in that second. And really, you know what I mean, then just dominated in the third. So he gets the win, right? Um, and, um, yeah, it was a really good performance. So next fight, we had TJ Lamy against Daniel Swain. And, like, this was, you know, it was an interesting first round. Like, they were going back and forth. Like, Swain, I think, you know, the, I think the Octagon can get slippery. Because they have to spray it down uh, in between fights, you know, as part of, you know, the COVID precautions and everything. I mean, sometimes it gets slippery. And I think, like, Swain slipped a few times. So he went down, but he was attacking from bottom, you know, arm bars, trying everything, really trying. Um, now, I think the big problem for him was the fact that TJ's arms are very short. He's got short arms, right? So trying to hook something up, you know, when it's all about having the elbow Alignment and all of that is it's easier for TJ to get out of those things. Uh, so you know, TJ was on top. He did land some good ground and pound. Didn't grab uh, land a load because Swain was able to maneuver and you know avoid a lot of it. But yeah, it, you know, it was a decent round, but it got stopped. Because Swain had seemed to have injured himself. Some sort of, I don't know if it was a rib injury, you know, you know something. But he was in a lot of pain, so that fight got stopped. I was a little bit disappointed with TJ's 
you know, the way he handled all of that. It was like in his interview with, um, oh my God, I cannot think of her name, which is just, ah, that's the worst, man. I don't even know what's wrong with my motherfucking memory. God damn it. You know I'm talking about Laura Sanko. Jesus. Yeah, in his interview with Laura Sanko, and Sanko is just like, oh, yeah, I'm. it seemed that he had some sort of rib injury. Um, you know, that's why. And he was a bit like, ah, you know, well, maybe he did. I think he probably, you know, he's just saying that because he couldn't handle my top pressure. And I was like, come on, man. Like, you, you won. Like, don't be a dick. You know what I mean? Like... Swain had had a lot of fights. He's had a lot of fights. So I, I, you know, I can't imagine that's the only time he's had someone, you know, what I mean, throwing shots at him from the top position. So I, yeah, I just thought that was a bit shitty. But you know, it was you know, it's not like Swain. You know, he did implement his will for sure. All right. So yeah, he gets the win. We then had Corey McKenna against Vanessa Depopolis. And so the interesting thing, so I saw Depopolis in her win to get the LFA strawweight title. God damn it. Like she's tough. Oh, but she was losing that fight. But then pulled off the submission, the inverted triangle. To get the win, right? And yeah, she's good on the ground. So I was thinking when I saw this, because I haven't seen McKenna fight, I was thinking, oh, the populist will, yeah, she's great on the ground. I think she's possibly gonna get this one. And then when you see McKenna's record, you're just like, oh, yeah, she's had less fights, man, you know? But then you hear that she's a power lifter, right? And I feel that showed in this fight. Because she just, she was able to muscle just the populace around in the clinch. And when she had top position, the populace couldn't do anything. Couldn't do anything. And it was weird because the populace did vocalise that fact, right? She vocalised that fact. But she then kept on putting herself... In that situation, which is kind of crazy, I do think it's something that you know she should work on, right? Because you can be confident in your jujitsu for sure, right? And we've seen, yes, she's got good jujitsu, right? That's how she won the belt. But you know, don't sit on the bottom. Gabby, you you should always be looking to stand up if you can grab a submission. Cool, but that should always be the second priority, right? And um, so yeah, that was the thing. She was trying a few different things, but none of them really seemed like they were uber close, you know what I mean? And again, I think it's with McKenna being the shorter, shorter fighter, right? That that with the shorter arms. That makes pulling a lot of these things off a lot harder. 
Um, and the crazy thing is, like, the Hopolis had the longer reach, but was getting hit with um, McKenna's jabs, which that's not good. It, it's it's not a good thing. Like, I think, you know, to Popolis, if she works on those points, I think we'll see her, you know, I think we'll see her in the UFC for sure, you know. But it was a great win for um, McKenna, for sure, a great win. Especially when, you know, what she said, like the gyms in Wales are sharp. You know, all the gyms are sharp. So you have to try and, you know, find other ways to train. So, uh, yeah, that's um, that was a big win for her. So, next up, we had um, Andrew Yaman, Yan, Yanzi against Brady Hong. Oh, gosh. And Brady Hong had a good record, man. Had a really good record. Now, like, when you hear... The fighter's story and everything beforehand. Man, that is a tough one. That is... Jesus Christ, it's a tough one. And you did kind of want Jens to win. Like, when he tells you about his dad. And, you know... His dad dying and everything. And, you know... One one time that they really, you know, bonded when they went to um a UFC event and all of that... So it was just like, oh man, you know, it, it'd be cool if he won. And, oh my God, he won. Jesus, his hands, it was probably the most impressive victory. His hands were ridiculous. So, like, the combinations were sick. They were sick, and they stunned Hung. They really did. Now, you've got to give it to Hung, because he didn't go down. Like, he stumbled. It it was like he was going down to one knee, but he didn't go down on either occasions. So, mad, crazy heart there. And I think it was um, Herzog, right? Got to give it to him for stopping that fight. Right, I kind of feel some people would have probably let it go because Hong didn't go down, but he was clearly rocked, clearly rocked and just done. So um, it was an incredible win for Yanez, and um, yeah, great, great work from the ref and just mad heart from Hong, who you kind of feel, you know, looking at his record and everything like that, he'll make it, right? He'll make it. So, it's, I don't think it's all lost for him. And then the main event was Dustin Stolfus against Joe Pryfer. Um, this was a fun fight. This was a fun fight. Right, so, they they did the hands a little bit. But this, like, yo, they were chopping at each other's legs. We were seeing some crazy, you know what I mean, just leg kicks, man. And, um, yeah, they got into a clinch a couple of times. And, uh, you know, the last time Stolfus picked up Pryfer and, um, yeah, slammed him, slammed him down. Now, problem is, Pryfer went to um, 
uh, he went to kind of, um, you know, soften his fall, like he posted with his arm, and, oh my god, like, you just saw the elbow, I, I don't know if it's a dislocation, if it was a pop, a break, but the arm bent how it really shouldn't bend, it was Brutal It was so brutal So yeah, fight got stopped Fight got stopped Man Um, So yeah, great win But you did wonder, right You did wonder What's going to happen when it comes to contracts Right, because, you know Last fight was a doctor's stoppage You know, like Lamy, that was a doctor's stoppage In between rounds you know what I mean? So it was just like, what's going to happen? Like, McKenna hasn't got, like, a, a huge number of fights. Dana gave everyone a fucking contract. Everyone a contract. I was surprised. I was surprised. Because I thought Yanez would have got a contract for sure. He would have got a contract for sure. Then the others, like, you you wondered about um, Camposa, he's, but just because, he, you know, the amount of fights he's had, right, not his fault, you know, all his fights got cancelled, so it's not his fault, but he just hasn't had many fights, so you're thinking, maybe he gets a development contract, because the way he changed his game from the first round, that was impressive, especially for a fighter that young, you know, in his career, right, um, Lamy, you just, you kind of wondered what would happen in that one, like, it, you know, he's, he's, he's just kind of short, right, so you think, oh, how will he really match up with the division, right, kind of the same with McKenna, and the fact that she doesn't have a lot of fights, but, um, yeah, Dana had been on holiday, right, so he was just feeling super, you know what I mean, super cool, and he gave out everyone a contract, so that's freaking big, that is big, and, you know, another fun night of Contender Series, so, hey, looking forward to, um, see what happens next week, right, god damn, the, like, ah. Fights on a Tuesday, it just doesn't get better than that, people. Doesn't get better than that. Okay, people, so, man, this fight we've been waiting on for a long time. You know, it, like, DC was calling for it. Stipe was kind of, you know, sitting on the fence. Then we had the pandemic. And we were just wondering, when's this going to happen? But, it's this weekend, people. The trilogy match. The match for the legacy. Well, that's what they're saying, right? The winner will be the greatest UFC heavyweight champion of the world. <laughs> so Saturday we got UFC 252 Stipe Miocic is putting the belt on the line Again against Daniel Cormier 
Oh man, it's fun. It's from the apex, which means smaller octagon. Um, I don't know who's calling it. Now, I imagine it's going to be Rogan um, and Anik. But yeah, not sure who else. Maybe Cruz, right? I don't think it's Bisbin. He hasn't mentioned anything. So yeah, maybe Cruz, right? Um, now, at the moment, now this may change because... You know, we've, we just lost a fight So it's 11 fights right now Because um, Ion Kutalaba He was meant to be fighting But um, he's just tested for COVID So he's rematch against Magnamev and Kalev um, That's off You know, maybe they're going to find someone else for Ankalev who knows? Or they're just going to push this fight back like a couple of weeks to um, one of those cards. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But right now, you know, right now, I believe, because, you know, I feel this one's doing the early prelims thing. Um, so it looks like we are starting in the featherweight division. Uh, we've got Kai Kamaka III against Tony Kelly. Okay, so, um, yeah, the fighting Hawaiian, Kai Kamaka. He is on a five-fight win streak. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be his uh, UFC debut. Right, so, um, he's fought recently. He fought Michael Stack in the LFA, went to a decision, and that was literally the end of July, the 31st of July. Okay, so um, it looks like he's had a couple of fights in Bellator, um, King of the Cage. You know, so yeah, he, he's, um, you know, he's been around, he's doing his thing. He's He's got one fight. By submission and the rest seem to have gone to decision. Okay. So that's Kai Kama Kai Kamaka. Now on the flip side, Tony Kelly, prime time. He won his last fight. Okay. Um now that was oh that was May last year. Right, that was May last year, but he himself is making his UFC debut. Right, so they'll both be in the same boat. Now, Kelly, it looks like he's had three submissions, three submissions, and um, a TKO plus a split decision. Right, so um. Oh, did I say his record? He's 5-1, and one. okay? So, uh, yeah, I mean, with this one, I think it's just going to come down to, you know, like, making your debut, that's a big thing, right? And I think that um, doing it when you haven't fought recently... 
that's a lot of pressure. So I feel Kamaka is probably going to... Um, he's probably going to have the edge in this one because he's fought more recently. You know, that's that's what I think. So, yeah, I think um, Kamaka is going to... Uh, yeah, he's going to grab the win and have the, uh, you know... The big UFC debut. Well, for him anyway. So next we jump to the heavyweight division. And we've got Christopher Dacus, who's 8-3, against Parker Poulter, who is 10-5. and five. Okay, so the Cacus, he won his last fight. Um, which was in C. FFC Right so that was August last year Right against um, Danny Holmes uh, It was a TKO And It seems That's kind of how he's Winning his fights <laughs> he, he, He's either Stopping you And um, you know His three losses have been um, Stops Two TKOs and one America. He, he lost by submission. Alright, so um, yeah, it looks like Lukakis has heavy hands. <laughs> I mean, he is a heavyweight. So uh, yeah, there is that, right? Now, Porter, he's on a two fight win streak. And um, his last fight was in CES. Uh, and that was September last year Okay, so yeah, they both had a, a bit of time away from things um, Now, with this, with um, Porter It looks like he can, um, he can win by punches And he can win by submission You know, he's got um, ooh, Two Three submissions on his record Which I think Hey, it's always good to have the weapons Right? So For that reason I feel I'm going to go with Porter You know, just They've both been out roughly the same Amount of time, right? They both can turn your Lights out But Porter has got that Added weapon being Submissions, which you can never go into a fight with too, with too many weapons, right? I mean, I guess if you've got a, you know, a blade on you, that that might be one weapon too many. But uh, yeah, no, I think Porter will have the slight edge, right? So the I feel this is going to be the last fight on the early prelims. Uh, we have T.J. Brown. Against Danny Chavez Now this is a featherweight bout Okay So a downtown brown I kind of like that <laughs> He's um he's on a one fight losing streak Okay so that was his UFC debut But it was against Jordan Griffin And we know Griffin Hey he ain't no one to fuck with You know what I mean Now um Brown came to the UFC via the Contender Series last year. 
where he beat Dylan Lockhard with an arm triangle choke. Alright, so um looking at the record, Brown hey, he can submit you and he can turn your lights out. Right? So yeah, that's pretty good. He he does seem to like a submission. Does seem to like it, and the arm triangle does seem to be his go to. Hey, he's won a couple of fights by head kick, so uh, yeah, that's pretty impressive. He's 14 and 7 right now, okay? So, his opponent, um, the Colombian warrior Danny Chavez, he's 10 and 3 and on a free fight win streak. Okay, Um, now Chavez is making his UFC debut He last fought in Global Legion FC Oh, that was July That was July So that's, you know, that's always a good one Um, And he beat Dylan Kala by TKO uh yeah he he can win by head kick as well it would seem um interesting okay he's won a few fights by decision okay so yeah there is that and he has been submitted okay now I've said this is interesting right Because looking at the records, Chavez has fought more recently, which, yes, that is a big thing. He has less, like, knockouts. You know, he's gone to the decision more. Where, um, you know, Brown, he's only gone to decision, like, it seems a couple of times Won a split which he lost And then won a unanimous Which he won Right but then the rest of the time He is either Choking you out or turning your lights out And that's a big thing I feel And the fact That um, Chavez has Succumbed to a Submission That does Now everyone can you know that can happen to anyone, right? But it does make me wonder, is he susceptible on the ground? You know? So, even though Brown hasn't fought since... Um, I, you know, they both fought this year. You know, Brown fought in February, um, Chavez fought in July. So, it's not that bad, I guess, really. You know? Um, it's kind of the gap a lot of people might take in a, in a normal kind of year So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Brown You know, because I think he could pull off a um, submission You know what I mean? So, yeah, I feel that is the early prelims Now, I might be wrong, right? There might be other fight in there or They might mix up the car a little bit But we're going we're gonna to say that's the early prelims, okay? Okay, so the prelims themselves. Well, we got some fun fights there. A making her return after some really bad knee injuries and stuff. We got the little bulldog Felice Herring, and she's going to be fighting Viviana 
Chaderoba. So that's a strawweight fight. And um yeah, very excited for this one. So, um Karakara. That's Jane Jaroba. She's um she won her last fight. Um which was you know, rear naked choke over Mallory Martin. Uh that was at the end of year at the end of last year. Uh, it was UFC on ESPN at seven. Um yeah, I think that was the uh, I think that was the Washington card where Overing fought um Rosenstroke. I think that was that card. You know? But um yeah, so that was her second fight in the UFC. She lost her debut to Carla Esparza. Um and she was a former Invicta um Invicta Strawweight champion. Right? So uh yeah, you know, she likes a sub she likes a submission. You know, definitely likes a submission. Um it's either that or a decision, really, with Jade Roba. Um now on the flip side, Herring. You know, Herring, she's 14 and 8, lost the last two, but you know, she's been out for a while, man. She really has been out for a while. And hey, they were tough people. Right, so she lost to um, Michelle Waterstone and um, then Carolina Kavolkovic. Right, so uh, yeah, both decisions. Um, the Kavolkovic was a split decision, but yeah, you know, the that Waterstone fight was uh, October twenty eighteen, so you know she's been out. But hey, she you know. But she'd been kind of up and down for a bit. But then she went on a bit of a streak. You know, she'd won four fights in a row. Caitlin Curran, Alexa Gresso, um, Justin Keish, and then Courtney Casey. So we know that Herring can do it, right? And, you know, she's got submissions. Hey, she's got a just a well-rounded game. Well-rounded game, um, man. So this is you know technically right. If you think about it, technically, Jade Rover probably should win. You know she's been the more active fighter and everything like that. I mean, also, you know, she's fifteen and one. You know, I mean, 50 to 1, so she's got a great record. But, right, I'm going to say but. Herring has fought definitely a higher level of competition. So there is definitely that. And I think just the tenacity to come back from all her injuries. Do you know what I mean? Just that will, that grit. I don't think Herring can be denied here, right? I think the only thing that would keep her from winning this fight 
is if her body just gives up. But if it's down to herring, she's walking out this fight with a win. You know? So, yeah, I'm going to go for Lise for this one. You know, I think she takes the, uh, I think she takes the win. Um, so, next fight. Ooh, next one's a good one, right? So, we go to the um, featherweight division. There's a good few featherweight fights on this card, man. You know, but yeah, featherweight division. We got Gilbert's brother. That's right, Herbert Burns against Daniel Pineda. Um, so, Burns, he's on a five-fight win streak, and, hey, you know what I mean, so he's, he's really living up to the nickname, The Blaze, <laughs> uh, we last saw, um, yeah, Burns with a win over Evan Dunnan, um, in June, on the Nunez Spencer card, so he won that by rear naked choke, um, you know, before that was Nate Landwehr, uh, Derek Mina, Luis Gomez, and Abak Nuzarek. So the last two were in Titan. Mina was the Contender Series, and Landwehr and Dunham were UFC. So, um, yeah. You know, he loves a submission. Obviously, he's a few of his fights have gone to decision. You know, there is that. Um, the Landwehr fight was the first one that he's kind of you know got a TKO. So that was the knee from the clinch. Now, so you know Burns is eleven and two, right? So he's going up against Daniel Pineda. Who's on a four-fight win streak? You know the pit is um he's twenty-six, thirteen, with two no contests. So uh, yeah, he has seen it all. Basically, he has seen it all. He's fought everywhere as well. That is including the UFC. Yeah, Pineda came to the UFC in, what, 2012, right? So he beat um, Pat Schilling on UFC on FX1, <laughs> right? Back in the day. Um, he then won the next fight, but he fought some tough people. Mike Brown and T Antonio Carvello. You know, um, Diego Brandal, Robert Whiteford. You know, so yeah, he 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 beat he lost some. You know, he fought some tough dudes, right? So he left the UFC in twenty fourteen. Um, last fight being on the Hendrix Lawler card, right? So that was then. Um, but you know, he then went to Legacy. So he fought in Legacy, went to Bellator, had three fights there, went one and two. He then went to LFA, right, Fury FC. Um, so, yeah, you know, won all those fights. 
looks like he had signed with the um, PFL, got a couple of no contests there, which is interesting. So, I don't know, I think he must have won those fights, but yeah, they were given no contests. So, yes, I think there was some anomaly or something, right? There was some some weird readings or something like that. But, yeah, now he's back in the UFC. Uh, And, you know, Pineda, he can do it all, right? He can choke you. He can, uh, you know, clean your clock, right? So, I think he's going to win this one. Right, I think a lot of people have forgotten Pineda was in the UFC. I think they've forgotten, you know, the level that he's fought at. Right? So, obviously, Burns, you know, he's an animal. He's great. But he hasn't fought at the same level. He hasn't fought the same people. And, yeah, Pineda has got a lot of skills. So, um, I'm going to go with Pineda here. You know, even though, you know, his last fight was uh, May last year, you know, but yeah, I think, um, I think he gets it done, you know what I mean, I think he gets it done, so our last fight on the prelims, this is a fun one, we've got Liviana Souza against Ashley Yoda, it's a, um, a strawweight fight, right, so, um, you know, the Brazilian gangster, Souza, she's, um, she lost her last fight, uh, that was against Brianna Van Buren, and, you know, Van Buren, like, she's great, so there's no shame in that, uh, you know, like, um, hey, Souza, she was the um, UFC, uh, sorry, the Invicta champion herself, too, back in the day. Um, she came to the UFC in, what, 2018, beat Ash- Alex Chambers, then Sarah Frota, but, um, had a couple of fights cancelled, and then lost the Van Buren fight. Alright, so she's currently at a two and one. Now, she um Yeah, she's got submissions. You know, she you know, she's won by TKO a few times as well. So you know, she's got a well grounded game. It does seem that um like a submission is her preferred way of victory, right? So, uh, yeah, there is that, right? Now, the Van Buren fight was July last year, okay? So, she is going up against the Spider Monkey, um, who is 7-5. and five. She's, She lost her last fight, okay? So, that was against Ronda Marcus, which was a split decision. That was October last year. Um, now Yoda, she's also fought in Invicta, um, she was on the Ultimate Fighter, 
back in season 23, um, yeah, so she fought on that, didn't get the contract, went to Invicta, won there, then came over, right, been a bit of a rough time for her, she lost her first three fights, she, which was against Justin Keach, Angela Hill, and then Mackenzie Dern, but then she came back, beat Amanda Cooper, then um, Siri Kondo, uh, but yeah, then it was a split decision against Marcos, um, now, Yoda, you know, she's got, um, she does have some submissions, right, does have some submissions for sure, uh, the last one coming in that Invicta fight, it would seem, um, you know, back in 2016, she, like, Yoda does, you know, she's been played with injuries, which is definitely a shame, it's definitely a shame, um, and I, I do think that has impacted on her development, you know what I mean, and just being able to get that, those looks, right, because when you look at her record, she's seven and five, you know, Sosa is 13 and two, you know, so Sosa has had more opportunities to, you know, face different types of opponents, to work on those skills. Now, I'm sure Yoda's been, you know, in the in the practice room for sure. But it's then being able to transition that to fight night, right? Sosa's been able to do that. We don't know if Yoda has, you know. So I think that Sosa is probably going to take this one. It's going to be a fun fight, though. But, yeah, I'm probably going to go Souza for the win there, you know. But um, good way to lead us into the main card, people. So, um, yeah, that's the prelims. All right, so how do you open up a main card that is topped with a trilogy fight between Stipe Miocic and Daniel Cormier? I'll tell you how, people. It's Jim Miller, Vince, Vince Pichel. That's how you do it. God damn, that's going to be a fun fight. So it's lightweight. And, um, <laughs> yeah, just... Miller is 32 and 14. 32 and 14. Uh, and Pichel is 12 and 2. So, <laughs> man... Let's take a look, right? Let's take a look at this shit. Right, so um, from Hell Pichel, he won his last fight, which was against Roosevelt Roberts. So that was a unanimous decision back in June last year. It was on UFC on ESPN3. Um, God damn. Just think where we are now. There's been so many cards. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, so, you know, Pichel, he's fought some tough people. You know, fought some tough people. Uh, he goes to decision mostly, it would seem. 
Uh, like he came via the Ultimate Fighter. That was season 15. He did get a few um, subs on that. You know, Rear Naked Choke, Arm Triangle. You know, um, losing to Aoi Quinta. Um, but yeah, you know, since getting into the UFC proper, it's mostly decisions. He like he's won one by stoppage. That was a Damian Brown back in twenty seventeen. Uh but yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Um now you 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 take that and you go against um, you know, Miller's record. <laughs> A10 Woo Now Miller won his last fight Which Yo know, funnily enough was in June This year And Against Roosevelt Roberts <laughs> You know what I mean So they both had that opponent in common Now Miller's win Against Roberts Now that was Yo that was quick that was crazy it was, you know, one by armbar. Was yeah, really kind of felt Roberts underestimated Miller in that fight. You know what I mean? Um, now Miller, you know, he lost a fight against Scott Holtzman, but you know he, you know, he came back recently, beat Jason Gonzalez in his hometown, and then beat Quay, well Quay Clay Guida. Uh, you know, so, like, I think he's now got the Lyme disease under, you know, m- mostly under control. And we have seen a better Miller, you know. Um, but, yeah, you know, Miller can do it all, <laughs> basically. Miller can do it all. He's been in there. He's seen everything. Right, um, now, submission, that is one of his favourite ways to win. And he's, you know, got all the types. Arm bars, knee bars, guillotines. You know what I mean? Rear nakeds. I think the only thing he hasn't got is a twister, maybe. But, uh, yeah, Miller's seen it all. Um, and, hey... Obviously, he's in the twilight, right? He's in the twilight of his career, but Miller is still, he has still definitely got it. And so I am going to go Miller. I think Miller takes the win here, people. I think Miller takes the win. So then we jump down to the bantamweight division. We've got John the Magician Dobson. Against Marab, the machine, Dalavili. You know, this is this is going to be fun. They are both known for their movement, right? Uh, so, yeah. I think um, you might want to put your TV on slow motion here. Now, um, you know, Dobson, he's 21 and 11. He won his last fight, which was that. Sensational left hand knockout of Nathan Wood in February this year. That was on USB UFC on ESPN plus twenty five. Before that, 
He had hit a little bit of a rough patch. He um, lost to Peter Yan and Jimmy Rivera. But they are both very tough. Very tough. So, you know, that's you know, like nothing to really hold your head down to. And Dobson, he's, you know, he's lost to tough, really only the toughest people. Like a couple of times to Demetrius Johnson, um, John Lineker, Marlon Marais. Yeah, so, yeah, he's not an easy fight. Now, of late, a lot of the fights are going to decision. You know, like, there was a, there was a point, you know, back in the day, like 2012... When uh yeah, he he was doing a lot of damage with the hands, you know, but um not of late. Of late everything's kind of been going to the decision, right? So uh yeah, there is there is that with Dobson. Now he is up against Marab, who's eleven and four. On a four fight win streak And to be honest Right Come on Let's be honest He technically should be unbeaten In the uh, UFC Those two wins Those first two fights Frankie Sainz and Ricky Simone Yeah he won those fights But it is what it is You know Since then He has got unanimous decisions Against Tyrion Ware Brad Katona, Casey Kenny, and Gustav Lopez. Uh, now, the Kenny and Lopez fights were both this year, right? And um, I know Lopez was a last-minute replacement for Ray Borg. I forget what the Kenny fight was. I feel that was a short-notice fight for them both. But, um, you know, like... Rob, he's an energizer bunny. I mean, he, he he keeps on breaking his takedown record every time he fights. It's insane. It's insane. Now, Dobson is hard to take down for sure. But I kind of feel that, you know, if, like, Marab's pressure, just that alone... That's going to be an issue. And if he can get Dobson down just a few times, even if Dobson fights out the others, that's going to really impact Dobson's cardio. You know? Um, now, when you look at Marav, you know, he's won by submission, which, hey, he's, he's, he fights through... um. The Sarah Longo camp So obviously He's going to have submissions Right um, hey, He got a um, spinning back fist That got him into the UFC You know that was on um, Looking for a fight Where he stopped Rufan Stoltz uh, So yeah Marab I think Marab can really do it all Right good hands Because you know Longo um, so yeah, I think Marab takes this one I think Marab takes it It's his biggest win Of his UFC career So that's really gonna 
propel him through the ranks, maybe get him a, uh, you know, a ranking, maybe, because I do, I think Dobson is ranked, right, so, um, yeah, I think Marab gets the win here, people, um, so, that is a good thing, now, the next fight, that one, ooh, that's a fun one, right, so, um, next up, we jump all the way to the heavyweight division. We've got Junior Dos Santos against Yazinia Rosenstruck. So, uh, when we look at this, right? So, uh, Rosenstruck, he is 10 and 1. You know, Biggie Boy broke onto the scene and was wrecking shop. Now, he came up short in his last fight. Against uh, Francis Ngano, that was um, that was on the Ferguson Gaethje card, UFC two forty nine in May. I think it was a co-main event. Yeah, I think it was a co-main event. But before that, yeah, he was just beating people. Came to the UFC, came to UFC February twenty nineteen. Beat Junior Albini, then Alan Croder, Andre Oloski, and Alistair Overeem. Right, so um, I think all of those, up until the Overeem fight, he hadn't gone longer than, you know, two rounds. And when he did go two rounds in his UFC debut... Hey, it was less than a minute into that second round. You know what I mean? So, um, there's that. But, you know, he's got heavy hands. But we saw against a more seasoned striker, he did have difficulty. Right? So, we've seen that. And when, you know, the fact that most of these fights aren't coming out of the first round, I think that's something, you know, now, he has, you know, he's fought in glory, he's had a huge kickboxing career, you know what I mean, but, you know, there is those buts about him, and, uh, Saingo, you know, Dal Santos, he's 21 and 7. He is definitely going to be looking for those. Right, so he's coming off a two-fight losing streak. Right? But, those two people, Curtis Blades last time out. So that was um, UFC on ESPN Plus 24. I feel they headlined that card. Uh, and that was at the end of um, January this year. And then before that, Ngano, who also, you know, beat Rosenstruck. So those were his last two wins. Before that, though, he'd beaten Derek Lewis, Tai Tuavasa, and Blagov Ivanov. You know, he lost to Stipe, beat Ben Ruff as well. You know, he, like, he's beaten Stipe as well. You know, like, DeSantis has been there. He's fought a lot of people. He's got good hands. You know, I, th I think he's done some amateur boxing. You know what I mean? So, with this, right, 
Now, De Santos, he's been in there. He's fought, like, all the rounds. You know, he's got a load of weapons. He beat Mark Hunt with a wheel kick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Beat Mark Hunt with a friggin' wheel kick. So, we, we know De Santos has got a lot. Of different weapons. And I kind of feel. Right. Because. Rosenstruck was losing to Overeem. If that had gone the distance. He would have lost that fight. And really. That fight. Should have ended. You know. Like, it shouldn't have been stopped. Because he walked off. He walked off. And Overeem got up. Now. The referee called it. But I feel that was more of the fact that because Rosenstruck had walked off kind of thing. So he was under the impression. He was just like, oh, it must be a, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think the referee should have called that. And so you break it down. He was losing that fight. And, you know, De Santos can do the same to him. De Santos has got good hands. So he can keep... He can um, keep Rosenstruck at bay. He's got kicks. He's got punches. You know, he can keep him at bay and do to him what Overeem was doing to him. You know, that, that's why I kind of feel. So, yeah, I think a lot of people are thinking Rosenstruck is going to blaze through De Santos. But, hey, you see him, De Santos right now, he's in phenomenal shape. Phenomenal shape. And so I think, you know, his cardio is probably just spot on. And I think he's going to use that to his advantage. He's going to, you know, run around and just outstrike Rosenstruck. And I think, um, yeah, I think the Santos takes the win here, people. That's what I think. You know, I'm going with the underdog. All right. But, um... Our next fight is the co-main event of the evening. We have got Sugar Sean O'Malley against Marlin Chito Vera. So it's a big bantamweight fight. The, you know, I don't think the winner will fight the champion. I, I believe Aljo is going to get that shot. You know, but I think that the winner... Definitely puts himself in a good fitting, right? Um, now, so when we look at this, right? So O'Malley, he's won all 12 of his pro fights. But he's also won all his, you know, amateurs. So he's 17 and 0. 17 and 0. Which is a pretty friggin... I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I only lost twice in the amateurs, right? So, uh, yeah, that is something. And even back in the day, O'Malley was, you know, winning with a lot of submissions, right? So he had submissions back then. Now, we know that since he's been out, like, he, he had those weird... Situations with Usada which put him out for a while, right? And in that time, he was just working that jujitsu, and we got to see 
a lot of it when he competed in Quintet Ultra. You know, he was very impressive. You know, got that guillotine over Takeami Gomi. He, he got, yes, he lost to Hector Lombard, but come on. That's a size difference. But the decent draw against Gilbert Menendez, right? And then he came back. He came back with a blistering stoppage of um, Jose Quinares and then Eddie Wineland. So, you know, he's just been looking fantastic, right? He has been looking fantastic, O'Malley. Uh, now, Cheeto Vera is definitely his toughest competition yet. Definitely his toughest competition yet, right? Um, is, you know, he's 17, 6 and 1. 17, 6 and 1 people He lost his last fight Which He didn't That that young the song, That song the young fight he, he won that fight That was the weirdest Decision in the world It was shocking It really was um, But you know Before that hey, He you know Just been on a crazy ass run you know, really been on a crazy ass run, man. He beat Andre Yu, Nolan Hernandez, uh, Frankie Sainz, Guado Cantiti, um, Wuju Burin. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he just been doing a thing. He's got a win over Brian Kelleher, gone armbar. Like, he really, you know, jumped on the scene. When he defeated Brad Pickett in, um, I mean, it was at the O2, right? It was Pickett's, you know, swan, it was his last fight. He's going to fight at home. Um, and I think Vieira was a late replacement. And, um, yeah, he got the win. Got the submission win, man. Um, well, I mean, you know, it was a stoppage, right? But, um. Yeah, it was a tough fight. And that's where he really kind of jumped in. And everyone's just like, whoa, who the fuck is this dude, man? You know what I mean? So he came um, via the ultimate season, Latin America. You know, he's in season one. And, um, yeah, you know, he's fought tough people. Tough people. Davy Grant. And we know what a beast Davy Grant is. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, he's fought tough people. He's got, you know, stoppages, submissions. So, he has got a lot of weapons. Right? So, this is going to be O'Malley's toughest fight. Toughest fight for sure. Now, I think the thing with this one, Vieira can definitely let his emotions take over. Can definitely let his emotions take over. So, O'Malley could use that to his advantage. You know what I mean? O'Malley has got the range. He, you know, he's got the reach advantage of him. He's taller, which Vieira's usually got that over his opponents. Um, man, this is a such a tough fight. Such a tough fight. 
I think O'Malley is so confident. I think O'Malley, I think he takes it. I, you know, I could definitely change my mind on this, so we'll see. But for right now, I'm going to say O'Malley, right? For right now. Now, the main event, people. The main event. Stipe against Cormier. Heavyweights. And they're clashing. They are clashing, people. So, Cormier got the upset. Stipe got his revenge. Who's going to win this one? Right? Now, Stipe, you know, he, like, we know what he brings. He's a tough motherfucker. Right? He is for everyone. You know, he's for everyone. Won the title off for Doom. Beat Overeem. He's beat the Santos. He's beat Ungano. You know, he's, he's, he's fought everyone. He's beat Orlowski, Mark Hunt, Fabio Maldana, um, Gabriel Gonzalez, Roy Nelson. Man, you know, I mean, like he came to the UFC in 2011, beat Joey Beltron, Phil DeFries, Shane De La Rosa. You know, he lost to Stefan Struve back then. But he, he always says that that was the fight that kind of shook him up. You know, lit a fire under him. And it did. It really did. You know. So he's definitely been a different person since then. So, you know, Stipe, he likes to, um, he likes to punch you. He's won by ground and pound, elbows, all of that. You know, so we know he hits hard. We know all of this stuff about uh, about Stipe. Cormier. DC. Man. You know, you, you can talk for days on DC. He's just... He's such a decent dude, man. And he's fought, he's fought everyone. You know, Lewis, Uzamir... Anthony Johnson, Anderson Silva, Alexander Gustafson. You know what I mean? He's got a couple of wins against Anthony Johnson. Right? Couple of those. He's beat Dan Henson, Patrick Cummins, Roy Nelson, Frank Mir. Came to the UFC, the Strike Force heavyweight champion. Be you know Jeff Monson, Antonio Silva, Josh Barnett, Dion Starring. Yeah, he like man, DC has done it all. He's done it all. Only person to really just you know do the biz on him is John Jones. That's it. That is it. Everyone else, DC is just wrecked shop on, right? And he lost to Stipe last time out, right? Now, a thing that not many people seem to remember about that. So, like, DC has had a lot of back problems throughout his career. I believe that, you know, before the Anderson Silva fight and the Derek Lewis fight, He'd kind of thrown his back out. 
you know, and I think, I think it was maybe the Lewis fight, they weren't even sure if he was going to make it to the ring, wasn't sure if he was going to do the walk, because he pulled his back, right, and so, with the Stipe loss, right, it was a, uh, you know, it's a thing, everyone knows that, hey, he pulled his back, he fucked his back up, couldn't wrestle throughout training, had to alter his training a lot to try and mitigate the back problems, right, so that's the thing, and DC, he didn't come out and say that after the fight, after he lost, no, no, this came out like a month or so later, or it could have been longer, I think it was either Dana or maybe um, Javier Mendes, you know, revealed that information. But DC didn't come out. He didn't use that as an excuse. And he's not using that as an excuse. But that was the thing. Because we saw Steve, we saw DC take Stipe down and do it easy in the first round. But didn't go back to it. Right? Because he didn't want to lose, didn't fuck his back up. Right, so I think this time, from what we've seen, from you know what we hear, DC is in great condition. His back is good. He's resting again. He's got you know he's got rock hold and he's got um oh my, Velasquez. Man, my mind went blank. Then he's got Velasquez is his training partners again, like the old days. And when we look at everything that went down in those fights, right? Stipe says the first fight was a lucky punch, right? That's what he says. Which I just think, look, Stipe, you're doing him a disservice. Come on, man. Now, in the second fight, DC was winning all of those rounds. All of those rounds. It was just that there was an issue with the body and... Stipe saw that, went to the body, got the stoppage, right? But up until that point, DC was winning that fight. So you can't say DC can't hang. Because he was winning, people. Right? So, yeah. I think DC wins this fight. You know, it's it's the last fight. It's the last hurrah. And DC wants to go out on top. He couldn't do it in the Olympics. He wants to do it here. And I think he will. Right? I think he will. I think the only thing that can stop it really is if, you know, some issue comes up with the back. But if it doesn't, I think Cormier takes this fight. I think we see more wrestling out of him for sure. But yeah, I think Cormier takes this fight. Now, people are saying that, hey, he's going to fight on. Because yes, obviously, they're going to offer him a big money, probably John Jones trilogy fight. And I'd imagine at heavyweight, right? Because Jones wants to come to heavyweight. I think this is the way that happens. Who knows if DC takes it? Who knows? But I know for right here, right now, because that's all we can talk about, I think DC takes the fight. And that's not to say that, you know, Stipe, hey, he's going to be a walkover. He's an easy dude. No, Stipe's a tough motherfucker, for sure. And 
you know, once DC leaves, once he walks into the sunset, I think Stipe regains the belt. You know what I mean? I think he, he think he possibly regains the belt. I think he has, probably will have to fight Ungano. But yeah, I, I think Stipe regains the belt. But yeah, it's DC, baby. That's what I'm saying. And I really can't wait for this. So, uh, yeah, that's UFC 252, people. And goddamn, it looks like a fire card. And I feel it's going to be one of the best cards we've seen so far this year. And we've seen some fire fucking cards. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, can't wait, people. Can't wait. Okay, so we are drawing to a close on another episode But before we do, let's take a look and see what is happening in the fight world Alright, so, um, unfortunately it looks like Yo Romero is out of his fight against Uriah Hall on the um, 22nd of August card They were meant to be co-headlining um, That night Which I believe is headlined by um, Frankie Edgar and Pedro Muno M- Munez Yes uh, It's UFC on ESPN Um So, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see if Hall gets a, um, you know, a late replacement. Or if they just kind of move that fight back. Um, Other things that are going down. So, on that 22nd card, Timur Valev is going to be fighting Mark Striegel. And this is interesting. Okay, so, um, you know, he just fought yesterday, but Impa Kazangi, you know, he had an issue getting fights, not anymore, because he is going to be fighting Maki Pitolo on that card. (laughs) So, um, I think that's 11 days, you know, turnaround for him. So, yeah, I think Kazanga... Won't have any trouble going forward So that's a good thing Um, On the 12th of September Roosevelt Roberts is scheduled to fight Matt Frivola And this is interesting because for ages now Roberts has been calling for this fight So will it be, um, you know what I mean? A sweet reward or... uh, Yeah, too much We will see on the 12th of September Now, on the 19th of September Supposedly, I don't know, you know what I mean? We will wait and see But this should be the date of the Colby Covington Tyrone Woodley fight You know, I suspect that they will be headlining that card So... It'll be interesting because Woodley has been, you know, he just hasn't found his form of late. So will he be able to, um, yeah, rediscover the old Woodley in time to be able to punch Covington in the mouth? Or will he lose? Because, oh gosh, 
you can imagine that that will not be easy to swallow you know what I mean and um UFC 255 that's going to be taking place in November Brandon Moreno is scheduled to fight Alex Perez and I imagine that the winner of this fight should probably get a um yeah a shot at the winner of Garbrandt Figueredo you know what I mean which will be happening at 255 no, I think that's happening on that card. Well, that's interesting, isn't it, people? So, um, yeah, there you go. We um, have come to the end of another episode. Uh, we'll be back on Friday, people. All right? So, uh, yeah, until then, take it easy, all right?